Hey girl, hey. Hey mama. Hey, hey lady. You are tuned into the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. We don't grow alone, and this podcast ensures that you don't have to. Grab your journal and a drink and join us. Welcome back for this week's episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. I am your co-host, Tiffany Huff Struthers, and I can't wait to introduce you to this week's co-host. She is the amazing Keisha Chantel. If you've been listening for a while, you already know that I believe we do the best at introducing ourselves. Keisha, welcome to the show, and please let everybody know who you are beyond the bio. All right. Hello. My name is Keisha Chantel. I am 32 years old. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am a two-time graduate from Duquesne University. Duquesne University. Um, I hold a bachelor's in health sciences and a master's of science in occupational therapy. All right. But all in all, I'm just a girl from the hood. Just around <laughs> away. <laughs> um, you know, my most important role is that of a mother. Um, I have two little boys. Gregory is five and Princeton Reese is one. Wow. And um, in my spare time, I love thrift shopping. You got your hands full there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Cuteness overload, though. Cuteness yeah, overload. They ain't that cute, but they're they're, they're real cute, especially <laughs> because I can give them back. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. So, so Keisha also is an author in Scenes from a Single Mom, Volume Four, which will be out in these streets, available for your purchase in early August. I'm excited. Her story is called This Is My Time. So let's talk about why your title is This Is My Time. Well, thank you for helping me come to that <laughs> title. Um, but I do feel like it's very appropriate. The resounding theme overall was just coming to a point of realizing that um, I was living for other people. I was living for whatever like society placed upon me. Um, and in doing that, I wasn't really being true to myself. And it caused me a lot of, you know, heartache and pain and different, you know, experiences. And so I've gotten to a point where I realized like, I can't keep doing this and really had to start to dig deep and find out, you know, who is Keisha Chantel, what really serves me and what is my purpose. So now just being in the season, it's just appropriate. Like this is my time. So we obviously don't want to give away all of the tea of the story. However, for the mom who is listening, um, I am interested and I'm sure she would love to hear what shifted or what triggered you to have the realization that you had to make a shift because you had been living for everyone else for so long. So I think that um, this generation, especially with social media, it's a gift and a curse. So when we go on Facebook and Instagram, um, you know, we're able to give our representatives and we're looking at people who are giving their representatives. Right. But sometimes if you are in a space where you're lost, when you're looking at other people, you don't have that that tunnel tunnel vision. So you start to compare yourselves to other people and you start to um, kind of embody something that you truly aren't or think that you're behind when you really aren't. And so, like, for me, especially in this whole era, I felt like, okay, I have to, I went to school, check. Okay, now that I'm working and I travel, I need to have kids. Mm. I need to get married. Mm. You know, I felt like I needed to do all of these things to define me as a woman and as a person. And as a successful woman. Exactly. You know, and all of that, you have to realize that all of that is subjective. Yes. Um, and if you really go deeper, it's a lot of things that, 
people that aren't even from our race placed upon us, you know, but that's a different story for right. today. Um, and so the person, for somebody who's reading this, especially for the young woman who thinks that, you know, as women, we, a lot of us have these fantasies by 30, I'm going to be married, Ooh. I'm going to have this house with the picket fence, I'm going to have it all together. And at 30, I was a hot mess <laughs> and was cleaning up a lot of the mess that I, you know, placed upon myself because I wanted to have all of these things in order. Right. So, you know, hopefully someone that's reading this story could realize that, you know, you're enough, you and it, you and itself. And you're enough, marriage, period. And, you know, having kids is beautiful. Um, take your time and, and don't rush it, you know, and let that come to you versus to try to, you know, think that you have to hit these markers in order to be the bomb. Like you're the bomb by yourself. Yes. So, so what, what kind of steps or steps did you take or, or really what, what are some of the work that you had to do to undo the thought processes and the behaviors that were getting you into a place where at 30 you were a hot mess. Like how did you, how did you break the hot yeah. mess cycle? Listen, the hot mess broke me. Ooh, you know, say it again. How did I, it broke me. Um, <laughs> and it's so funny because when you, when you're in it, it feels bad. Right. And then when you come to the other side of it, you realize that that's what you needed in order to to grow and to get to be where you are today, right? Right. So um, last year, I felt like I hit a low. You know, like things were were bad. I perceived them as as bad, and I just realized that when I looked at my lifespan the past ten years, it was always this cycle of. Yeah, it was always a cycle of getting in a relationship and kind of settling with a person who I wasn't really equally yoked with, right? And then breaking up and then coming on an upswing and, you know, doing some boss moves and some stuff by myself and then getting right back into a situation where I'm settling, I'm in a relationship. So I'm like, this is a cycle. Right. Like I just keep getting in these three and four year little toxic little relationships and in between that transition where it's just me and I'm really just killing a game. Yeah. So I just was like, I can't keep doing this. And now that I'm a mom of two boys, um, I have to really be intentional because they're looking at me. I'm right. setting a tone for how they may treat a woman, how they perceive relationships or, you know, having a codependency. Cause that's what I had. Essentially. I felt like I had to have be attached to someone in order to, you know, be me so yeah the cycle broke me mm. i'm like i can't i can't can't keep doing this this isn't fun it's costing me money right so now when it's hitting my pockets up i'm like we're really not i'm not doing this so. and, and i think the other thing i know you touched on it but i think it's really important to also note the amount of work and energy and the thought that goes into making the peaks and the valleys look good on social media right like that's a whole other level of it and it's mental it is it is it's deep um because like there's one instance where we meet our we meet or we give our representatives on social media and we come off this way you know to other people but for me on the flip side um i had to be on social media because of my business shout out to zori beats 
Mm-hmm. So, and I brought you something too. Um, so I was on social media, and I'm like, "Hey, cousins, how are you? Things, you know, just happy as can good. be." And people didn't realize that I was like in a very dark space, like mentally, physically, emotionally. But I was able to code switch and be, <laughs> you know, in my valley, but look like I'm in my peak, or to carry on as if I'm, you know a certain way so yeah it it takes a lot (laughs) so why is it and you may not have an answer for this I think we've all had this experience but why is it that you think you or we collectively don't just show up as we are um for me I would say embarrassment you know we're we're embarrassed by our situation and what I'm learning is that we actually share a lot of things in common with other people. Um, but I think that we're, we're scared to be in a vulnerable space because it's like, maybe this person isn't going to like me. Maybe this person isn't going to accept me. Maybe this person is going to judge me and look at me different. But it's like, if you listen, if you don't, if you look at me different because of my personal situation, you have every right to, but you know, peace and blessings. Right. Well, you know, right. and so I think it, for me, it was more so the embarrassment because like I said in my story, I come off as somebody who who has it all together. Right. You know. Absolutely. When you look at me. I have you know my career. I have my business. You know, two kids. Or, you know, I have. I, I I'm very pulled together. Right. On the outside, you know, and so just that embarrassment um, for me to realize, like, well, you you go through some stuff too. You got some stuff you need to unpackage. Like, since you, you a mess, you know, <laughs> you a mess. So. so you, so you kept it together in the midst of a, of the national pandemic, if you will, you were suffering from your own personal pandemics, but you kept it under wraps. Yeah. And now that the book is coming out, everybody's going to know that you were a hot mess, yes. right? Yeah. So how did you get to a place or what happened that you decided it was time to share your truth? Um, I feel like this is my act of obedience. Mm. Um, when God says to move, you need to move. Period. Um, because the stuff that we're going through, it's, it's bigger than you. Right. You know, and so... For one, I thank you. <laughs> but um I thank you, Tiff, for you know, creating that this platform in a safe space for women to be able to share their stories because there's so many people who are experiencing this and they're just suffering in silence. Suffering in silence. You yeah. Know? So one, you know, I felt like it was it was time to to share my story because it's not about me. And if I could help somebody get through a situation or prevent somebody from going into a cycle that I was in, mm-hmm. then I feel like it's a job well done. And for two, once again, going back to the embarrassment, when people know something about you and you're embarrassed to talk about it, they use that as a weapon against you. They yes. know that if I say this, I'm going to get this reaction, right? Yes. So now I'm being in a space like this is my story. Yeah, this is it. It's not gossip. It's not whispered anymore. Right. So, you know, reclaiming my power back. Absolutely. And I'm not going to walk in shame or be embarrassed, but now that I put it out there, what you going to say now? Right. You can't say I heard this. It's a story. I put it out there. Right. So now what? That's right. You know, so really just one coming out of that shame and embarrassment and two, um, just being able to help a greater cause, you know, because, you know, we need it. And sometimes just saying one thing can open up, you know, 
a whole new world. So. And I think you're right. It, what makes the difference a lot of times is knowing that it's a safe space to grow through that process, mm-hmm. right? If you can get into a space that's safe to be able to build your confidence and support you through the journey, then you're more likely to do it. So what would you say to someone who is um, in a place where she's showing up with her representative, but she knows God is saying like, it's time. Um, I do think that, you know, nothing is of happenstance, right? And then two, um, God positions and places different people in your life for certain reasons. So take for instance, you a cousin, right? You shop with Zorby. Right. Um, I've been around you for years in different capacities, especially when it comes down to, you know, just like the beads and stuff like that. However, being able to constantly interact with you on my business platform, right. it exposed me to what you were doing. And then having a close friend who was also involved with the project, it was just little things that kept getting Lining up. into me. And so just being around... Um, you know, God will place certain people around you and you'll start to feel convicted, mm. you know, and then you'll have people like you who will say, you know, just random general statements like, you know, you can't conquer <laughs> what you don't confront. And well. I'm like, at me next time. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like sometimes it'd be like an altar call. You know, you'll be around certain people and they'll say things or they'll share things. And after a while, it's just once again, God will just keep pouring into you to move. Right. And if you don't, you're just still going to walk around with that, that heaviness. That heaviness. Yeah. I always say sometimes he has to drop kick you. You be on the ledge. He like, take the leap. Man, he didn't DDT. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much easier when you just take the nudge and move with it. Like you said, but I'm, I'm definitely thankful for being around, um, certain people in the space that I was in because it really helped me like help to pull me through. So, yeah. So what does Keisha Chantel do in the tough moments when, you know, that hot mess starts to try and creep back in or those thoughts or you get discouraged? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little weird. So everybody has their own coping mechanism. You know, some people eat, Mm -hmm. um, some people will just like lay down or, you know, just become detached. Um, the type A Capricorn in me, I've worked. So whenever I was going through uh, my personal crises, I poured myself into work. So I had to constantly feel like I was busy and being distracted. So what did I do? I always just started beating my tail off. (laughs) And so um, beating became very therapeutic for me. Okay. And it was something that a lot of my customers, they benefited from because they're like, you know, she's a machine. And so now that I'm on the other side, I'm in a space where I realized that that was what I needed to get me through that tough moment. But I can't operate in that realm because now you'll burn yourself out, burn yourself out. But is it still therapeutic for you? It's very therapeutic for me, Um, especially because I work in corporate America. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's high, you know. I'm Keisha. How are you? <laughs> Couldn't be better. Right. <laughs> my son would say. Um, so being able to express myself um, creatively, it's very um, therapeutic and it's a blessing to be a, a blessing. 
And even with my my beads, I'm very intentional with my charms. I'm very intentional. So people will come to me and say, you know, when I'm feeling down, I'll wear this, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I'm very intentional about my charms too. When I pick my Zori beads, it's like, I liked, I said, but what does the charm say? Right. (laughs) Because that could be a deal breaker. Exactly. Matter of fact, so I brought you two things because I can't come empty handed. So the first thing that I brought you is a charm that says girl forget (laughs) and it goes with your dress it does and then the second one i just brought a random bracelet because i know we're big into the whole mixing and matching yes so that'll actually look really pretty oh thank you i feel so (laughs) special so yeah that, that was something that i did in that space was i really um i worked and i tried to pour into others and yes i wanted to be poured into and it, it helped me. Yes. Um, but now that things are more settled for me, I'm realizing that I need to do different things whenever I'm having those moments. But I do, I like to work out. So mm-hmm. like, that's like my outlet. Like I'm, I'm going to run. I'm going to move. I always have to move whenever I'm, you know, um, go experiencing something. So speaking of moving, if you were creating a soundtrack for your story, what's one or two, if you would like to share song that would be on your soundtrack? I would say Mary J. Blast, no more drama. No more drama. Listen, when I, I feel like that, that song, can I feel like that can be in, on the soundtrack for every story. I'll be like, <laughs> I feel it. I you feel start like dancing like, like Mary. Mary. Yeah, it's like because <laughs> it's like you just get to the space where enough. I'm done. Like yes, I don't like enough. I don't even want to surround myself with around anything or anybody that doesn't like serve me in this, right. this season that I'm in, especially. You know, when you're around things that are triggering, I don't want to argue. I don't want to have quick little zingers and clapbacks for people. I don't want any of that right. that drama or what comes with it. It's not fun. I don't like it. It's not productive. I start stuttering. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't I don't want that. You know, so definitely just no more drama by Mary J. Blige. And then my second song would be um, "Praise Them in Advance" by Marvin Sapp. Mm. Um, yeah just praise them in advance because it's like whatever happens you know it, it being in that season of, I, I'm content right so I'm gonna just praise God regardless you know it's not just because it's like a, not a give or take thing so whenever he he does something and bestows something upon me I'm like thank you like I'm thank you for whatever it is you know thank you for waking me up yes i'm just gonna praise you because i already know my story is written yes so um and it's very powerful thank you very powerful so my kids they love that you should hear my five-year-old he sings it that praise Praise him in advance yeah i can only imagine feels it (laughs) but yeah i love that story because it's like regardless you know I, i just gotta thank god for pulling me through and for for keeping me and moving me even when my legs couldn't move so yes Yes. So how can the listeners connect with you and continue to follow your journey, support Zori Beads, all of those things? Um, so I can be found on all social media platforms um, at ZoriBeads.com. On Instagram, I'm Zori Beads. On Facebook, I'm Zori Beads. I don't even want to tell you that join my VIP group because my cousins are particular and they don't want too many new people in there. No comment. No comment. <laughs> um. 
But yeah, I mean, I love to be able to connect with people and to just get different perspectives. So I'm always, you know, open to it. So I'm just thankful for this space. And I think that I would love to revisit the conversation after the book comes out. Yes, Um, we definitely will. Collectively, (laughs) um, what we'll do is the way the scenes are broken down in the book, we'll do a like a group discussion based on who's in your scene with you. Okay. And my scene is? Wealth. Okay. Yes. And that isn't money. (laughs) Not broke. You you are not broke. You are not broke. So very wealthy. But it is, it's really wealth. It's really just, I'm learning that it's, you know, your physical, your, your mental, your spiritual, because you can have all of, you can have those material things, but if your mind ain't right, right. If you're not healthy, breaks down, Mm -hmm. you know, or you'll start to, to carry them demons with you, you know, and the biggest thing too, I don't think I said it, but, um, therapy, that's what really has helped me in a space. And that really helped me to break that cycle that I was in Mm. breaking because it's still an ongoing thing. So, um, I know that's something that's taboo in our community, but listen, I love my therapist. And I'll be in therapy for the rest of my life because I want to continue to um, challenge myself to be the best version of me. So I definitely wanted to to say that therapy really helped. So. Well, I definitely will have to agree that <laughs> this is your time. I'll take it. And um, if therapy is what's helping, then don't stop. Uh, yeah, and if okay. being is what's helping, don't, <laughs> don't stop. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> this is certainly your time. You got the glow. Thank you. And I'm excited to see what what God has for you thank and you. for the little guys. I received that. Yes. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And um, we'll see you. Well, everyone will get to literally see you at the launch on August 8th. I'm very excited. Yes. And this is my time. This is your time. <laughs> and this is your time too. Remember, we don't grow alone. And this podcast ensures you don't have to. We will see you next week. Peace. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. If you were blessed by this episode, please take a moment or two and leave us a review because when you do, you create an opportunity for another mom to find us and get the tips, tools, and tea that we share here as you grow through on your motherhood journey. And if you're not already, be sure to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at When She Thrives so that you are aware of all the greatness that is going on with When She Thrives out here in these streets. And last but certainly not least, grab your copies of Scenes from a Single Mom, Volumes 1 and 2, and of course, 3 and 4 are coming soon. Thank you again for listening, and we will chat with you next week.